You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Thanks to Olive and June for supporting Made for This. Get salon perfect nails at home. Your new nail life is here. Visit oliveandjune.com slash madeforthis20 to get 20% off your first mani system. If you're following along with the Find Your People book club, this week we'll be reading chapter four. And now here's Jenny. Well, guys, if you are just joining us, you're going to want to get the book, Find Your People, because we are walking through it this season, building deep community in a lonely world. It felt important a few years ago when I decided to write this book. It was probably four or five years ago that I thought to write this book, a couple years ago that I committed to write this book, and then COVID happened. And sure enough, I am so grateful that God led me to do that because y'all, We were lonely before this. We were lonely before the pandemic, and it is urgent right now. And so many of you have reached out in the last few weeks and told me a little bit of your stories. Thank you. Thank you for sharing how this is going. I mean, for for a lot of you, it's going really, really well, and you all are taking small steps of obedience that are beautiful, and it's amazing to read and to hear about all of you in your places, reaching out to people, initiating buying fire pits everywhere. People are buying fire pits everywhere, starting small groups, starting book clubs, starting dinner parties. Like this is what's happening out there. And I'm so, 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 so grateful. This week we're talking about how much we need each other. It's just a fact. And if you've read the chapter, you know that it's really one of my favorites because it sets up the rest of the book. It's It tells you we're now getting in deeper and it, it gives you a vision of where this book is going to go. Because what I wanted for you more than anything was to create a hunger in the first few chapters, that this was something that you wanted. This was something that you'd fight for. This is something that mattered to you, even if it didn't prior to picking up this book. And then in chapter four, I'm trusting by this point, you're going, okay, wait, no, I I see a need. I see that this is broken. It's broken down in our culture. We have an enemy that wants to kill, steal, and destroy it anytime it pops up. We also have our own personal hurts and baggage from life that bring us to this point where we are hesitant to jump in with people. And so at this point, my hope is that you're going, you know what? I want to fight for this. I want to build this because matter of fact, we do need each other. It is not good for us to be alone. And so one of the things that I talk about in this chapter is your different circles of influence. You have acquaintances, and then you have about 50 in your village, and then you have your inner circle that's two to five. And I want to focus on that today because I do think that that inner circle is something that everybody's familiar with. This is something that you may not have in your life, but 
you understand the concept. We can't be really, really close to a dozen people. We don't have time. We don't have margin. So we've really got to choose of that village who the two, three, four, max five people are that you're going to see on a weekly, hopefully twice a week basis. And people ask me all the time, what are the qualities of good friends? What should we be looking for when you're looking for your people? Guys, you probably have a lot of great people around you. And I want to start by saying you don't have to have everything in common. In fact, you probably won't and you shouldn't. And if you do have everything in common, it will change. Right now, if you're single and you live together, somebody's going to get married. If you're all, you know, having a baby, your first baby together, somebody's going to have their second one really fast and then you're going to have a hard time getting pregnant the next one. It's just the way it works. You don't stay in life where everything's in common. Somebody moves, somebody takes another job, life changes. And so what you want to do, why I believe in this idea of a village so much is because that village is bigger than these two to five best friends and you need a bigger group pool to pull from on a given day. I just think about Sarah and I know I've talked about her a lot, but when she had her massive stroke, there was a whole waiting room full of a village waiting to take care of her. And we had each other to do it. And she had so many relationships that she'd invested in that when it was time for something really difficult in her life, there was a whole slew of people around her. And there's just times that we need a bigger group than those two to two to five. But you're always going to have those two to five if you have the village because inside that village are going to be the two people that you most connect with or the two people that you most often see. And then if somebody moves, it's not the end of the world because you have other friends. You have a wider circle of friends. I write a lot about a handful of people in this book. And I would say at different times, those people are moving in and out of my inner circle. And they aren't all best friends with each other. They all know each other because I'll have a birthday every few years where everybody comes together and they hang out. But they're not in each other's lives every single day. Some of them are, but most of them aren't. And so they're my people, but they're not all each other's best friends. I think that's a whole other myth that people have about friendship is that you have to have some kind of click that gets set and you stick together for the rest of your lives. And I do not see that as very possible in the world that we live in. But certainly that can be the case. That can absolutely be the case. But let me tell you, the main question I get is what should we look for in that inner circle. So within that village, you're going to have all kinds of people that are going to be able to help you with all kinds of things. And you're going to be able to love and serve them in different ways too. You're going to have some people in your life that have a ton of wisdom about the next stage of life that you might be entering or a ton of wisdom about the Lord and scriptures and you want to sit down with them. But maybe they aren't your deepest person that you want to share everything with every day. That's okay. I think that's one thing that that made me sad before I wrote this book was just how disconnected people were when there were people all around them. Even if they weren't their very best friends, they could play a role in their lives. And so one great passion in this book was that you would be able to lift your eyes and look at the people God has put around you and consider, hey, you know what? This may not be my BFF, but this person matters to me and I matter to them and they can play a role in my life. But again, the number one question I get about friendship is what do I look for? So these were the three simple characteristics that I have used in my life that I believe have brought about deep friends quickly. 
And the three qualities are availability, humility, and transparency. And the reason it's those three is because if you're available, it means you need some friends. It means you have margin, time. You've got to have time. I've talked about that. That's one of the greatest commodities in friendship is time, availability. And then you've got humility. If they're humble, they will tell you what they need. They won't be afraid to tell you if you hurt their feelings. They will be humble if you have to bring something to them that has hurt you and you can apologize. It means that they're going to last. And then the last one is transparent. If they're transparent, you're going to feel like you know them quickly. You're going to feel like you know what's really going on with them and not some pretend version of how they're doing or what they feel or what they're actually going through. These are qualities that can be learned. These are qualities that can be built in your life. Some of you are, you have plenty of margin, you have plenty of time, but you're spending it doing things that cause zero connection in your life. You have availability, but you're not spending it on people. And you're going to have to say, hey, you know what? Yes, I would love to do that. Or you know what? This weekend, I don't have any plans. Let's make some. You're just going to have to put that availability card on the table for people and say, I'd love to get together this week. I've got all these nights free, three nights. Which one's best for you? You've got to express availability. It's something that people have to see. They have to be able to interact with you and know, hey, she's available. I can make plans with her. Guys, you cannot be available to everybody, but anyone that you're wanting to to let into your inner circle, you've got to show them, hey, I'll make time for you. I'm going to show up for you. I'm going to drop by and see you. Well, we are throwing a little party over here because we are partnering with Olive and June again, and it is like truly, you guys, some of my favorite nail polish pedicure systems. They have press-on nails now, and we just cannot wait for you guys to try them too. Visit oliveandjune.com slash madeforthis20 to get 20% off your first Manny system. So I started using Olive and June like during the year 2020, wasn't able to go to the salon as often to get my nails done occasionally. And so I was like, you know what, let's give these people a try. And so I ordered a nail kit and I'm not kidding you, even with like washing my hands five billion times a day, three boys, I'm just hard on my hands and the nail polish lasts seven plus days and does not chip. With Olive and June's Manny system, you can achieve beautiful salon perfect nails for just $2 a Manny. When you compare that to like $40 a manicure, I mean, the savings is unreal. And now what I'm really excited about is that Olive and June offers press-ons too. So you can get a salon look in minutes that's better than gel. So they last 10 plus days and come with the most sizes ever so you can find your best fit and no one will even know they're fake. Olive and June's Mani System is so affordable. So I suggest getting the Olive and June Mani System with six polishes and it breaks down to just $2 a manicure. So you can literally get all different kinds of fun colors. They have a lot of great neutrals and they have new fun colors that come out every season. Getting beautiful salon perfect nails at home is now a dream come true with Olive and June. Your new nail life is here. Visit oliveandjune.com slash madeforthis20 for 20% off your first Mani System. That's O-L-I-V-E a-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash made for this two zero for 20% off your first mini system. And now back to Jenny. Number two, humility. Guys, this is easy. Never defend yourself. <laughs> I know that is really hard, but it's not complicated. This is the way that we begin to let 
friendships last more than one minute, more than one year, is you humbly grow and learn. You ask your friends, hey, how can I be a better friend to you? That's a great question. It's a humble question. Or have I done anything that has hurt you? Like I would love to know and I really do want to grow. And then you say, I'm so sorry for that, whatever it was. And then transparency. Guys, this one is the hardest one for me. I can be quick to apologize. I I want to make things right with people. But being transparent is a discipline for me. It's something I have to work at and I have to decide to do it and say, hey, this is what's going on in my life and this is what we went through last night or this week or this morning. And I wanted you to know because I don't want to live in this alone. I want to bring people in. For me, it's a discipline. Some of you, that's a super easy one. But don't write people off just because it's hard for them. I would say push them a little. I have my friend Lindsay who one reason she's such a good friend to me is she pushes me all the time. She's like, no, what's really going on? I want to hear. What are you really feeling? What are you thinking? She doesn't just let it go. She really fights for me and wrestles with me and makes me think and makes me think about what's really wrong because sometimes I just don't even know. I haven't had time to think about it. And yet I want to be known and I want to live known, but it took a friend for me that would fight for me. And so you know what? Be a bold friend in somebody's life and say, you know what? You need to be known. And and I want to know what's wrong. And it may take fighting for them. But eventually, if you do not feel that that person is wanting to share anything ever, and you're the only one sharing, that's probably not going to be a person that falls into your inner circle. And if you are that person that never shares what's really going on in your life, I want to challenge you that you cannot have connection without vulnerability. You can't. You won't have it. It, w- it won't be real. It'll be a facade. And it won't be a deep, sincere connection. And so that is required. And I'm growing in that and I'm learning to listen. I'm learning to ask questions. I'm learning to feel what the other person's feeling. It's not in my nature. I don't know that it's in any of our natures. It's actually a very unselfish choice (laughs) to listen, even to share the hard parts of life. It goes against, I believe, our nature. And part of that reason is because the devil loves for us to be disconnected. And so if connection thrives off vulnerability, then of course it is difficult to share about our past or about our current struggle or about what we're really feeling about our lives or our anxieties or our marriage or really for some of you might be how you're bad at this and how you need to grow in this. One of my fears is that we have just gotten so comfortable living alone that we are just so used to it that we don't even know it could be different. And I know we're getting deeper in this process and and this project. And I just want to encourage you, if that's you, if you feel like I am so okay, I I don't know that I want to bust out of this comfort zone I'm in right now. I want to be with my family or I want to just be watch Netflix or I want to just be with my roommates. I don't want a dozen people in my life. I don't want even two to three in my life deeply. Guys, it's not living. It's not living. It's not the way you were designed to live. It is not the way that God wants you to live. It is not the way you're happy actually living because we weren't built for it. We were built to be in this type of community. And so I would just want to encourage you, if that's you, if you're like, gosh, I'm on chapter four, I'm on week four, and I don't know still. I don't know that I can do this or that it's worth it. I would challenge you to look at what are the choices you're making instead of community? What are the unhealthy, unhelpful things you choose and go to instead of people? And I would just say this week, start noticing those things. 
list them out in your head and ask God, say, God, give me a distaste for this. Like, help me not want to sit around and watch TV or scroll my phone or drink too much or hang out in my house and never invite anybody else in or never get out. But just pray, you know, what are the places, God, that I've been choosing comfort and selfishness instead of people? And God, help me choose people. Help me choose them day to day, moment by moment, wherever I can stick them into my daily lives. Show me and help me choose it. Well, guys, it's season 10 of the Made for This podcast, and you will not want to miss a single episode. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review so that other people can find the show too. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Made for This podcast. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.